welcome to the No Relation NFL Podcast with Matt and Bill Williamson. Matt, how's it going? It is great. Yeah, today is my 44th birthday. What a better way to spend it than with you. You know, I saw that on Facebook. I don't <laughs> like pushing those things, but happy birthday. How about that? Well, thank you. I wasn't going to say anything. But there you go, man. Any special plans? Uh, there's a nice Mexican restaurant right on the lake here. We'll do some margaritas and burritos and chill out here after I'm done chatting with you. So, camp not so bad. Did Steeler minicamp this morning. Wrote an article. Going to do another podcast. You know, can't, can't complain. Yeah, pretty good Tuesday, though. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not bad. Anyways, well, we're going to get into our, continue our deep dive uh, into the divisions. Today we're going to AFC West, already closing up the AFC. Um, I, you know, I think we both agree that it's probably the best division in football. But before we get to it, I've got some news, and there's a little more news this last week than the previous weeks. Um, starting with some news today, the Jets cut David Harris. Locally, I was seeing a lot of tweets saying it was shocking. I don't know how shocking it is, um, you know, when you cut a, when, when a, a rebuilding team cuts an 11-year vet. Uh, maybe the timing's not so great. Maybe that's a shocking point. Do you have any any thoughts on that? I mean, they've been shedding a lot of vets, and he's, he's another one. Yeah, and it's really something that we've talked about now for months, that the Jets have, in my opinion, is the worst roster in the league, and the, the only way to move on and rebuild is to do it totally, you know, much like the Browns did a, a year ago whenever they even allowed some of their free agents to go, the Mitchell Schwartzes and those type of guys back, um, that I think you really have to get all the old blood out and get start from scratch, and you're going to lose games in the process, and that's part of it, and that's okay, but you're going to accumulate draft picks in the process, and um, you can't have any big contracts looming of guys that aren't high-end players anymore. I mean, but for David Harris, the timing's not great. Do you see any for him? I, I you know, media loves speculating, and I, I do too, not not ripping that. I've already seen Pittsburgh, Green Bay, maybe Kansas City with his old uh, defensive coordinator, Sutton. Um, any fit for him? I mean, can he still help a team? I think. I, I haven't been super impressed of lately. Of of late, you know, especially in today's NFL, where range is stressed so much, and we're seeing safeties, you know, on the second level, and coverage is key. Um, I think he's a declining player that way, and was never fantastic to begin with in in terms of space and coverage skills. Um, I bet though, you know, like uh, you mentioned Pittsburgh, and we always seem to talk about the Raiders and Steelers on the show, but. You know, there's some concern about the depth here, and but what kind of special teams player is he? I mean, if you're a, a, an inside linebacker that's you know not atop the depth chart, you better be a pretty darn good special teams player. And I honestly just don't know if he is or not. Right. I mean, and you don't you're not really looking for 33 year old special teams players either. No, but I think you mentioned too that. Guys will get hurt, unfortunately, between now and opening day, and I would think that he's a top, you know, every team speed dial list, you know, and that's something that every every front office does is 
they have a list of emergency guys that, if if need be, you know, break glass. And I would bet he will be right at the top of that list now. Right. He'll be on now, yeah, you're, you're right, definitely. I mean, yeah, you can do a lot worse than him, but there's a reason why guys get cut in June. Um, on Friday evening, there was another intriguing cut. Jerry, Jerry Macklin got cut by the Kansas City Chiefs. A team with some some offensive weapons, but I don't know if you'd say they have an abundance of offense, offensive weapons. Um, kind of a weird time to cut some guy in June um, on a Friday night. Does that catch you on off? Did that ch- catch you off guard? That did catch me off guard because the reports that I had heard were promising. You know that he's from a health perspective. You know that he's coming mm-hmm. back strong. Um, that he's looking good, he's going to be part of the plans. But I did some research after the fact and realized that the the the, the salary that he had originally signed just wasn't a very team friendly one. You know that um, yeah, they basically signed him to be a number one receiver, and he's a good player, but he's not Calvin Johnson. You know, and so uh, after doing that research, that made a little bit of sense. Obviously, Kelsey has emerged as probably the top target in that offense, which you know certainly works. Uh, Tyreek Hill far surpassed expectations and was very good this past year too. Uh, but they also traded up for a guy this year in the fourth round. Um, I like Conley. I mean, he's got a lot of ability too. And uh, Demarcus um, Robinson was another guy that only fell for uh, for uh, character concerns last year. He probably would have been a second or third round pick. So there's some guys with ability at the wide receiver position. However, I mean, I do think the Chiefs offseason, I guess we'll get into them a little bit more here, is is a little curious in that they haven't done a lot this offseason to get better now. You know, I mean, their first round pick was on Mahomes. Their second round pick was on a defensive end project that probably will redshirt, basically. So, you know, they haven't really been in win-now mode. I mean, maybe they feel like they're okay for win now, now mode, and you know, and then they're just this is the right time to do that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I don't know. You know your salary cap by now in, in today's NFL, and, and they can handle Macklin's deal. I, I I just think stick with them and try to win with them, and he makes you. I don't. I, w- I wouldn't think the Chiefs are better without him. So keep him for one more year. I, I just I just don't know how beneficial that is for the Chiefs. I agree, and I have to think that Baltimore, Buffalo are going to be pretty darn happy that he's available. Yeah, I mean, that's the flip side of this, is that ESPN has reported that he's going to be Buffalo today, Baltimore tomorrow. The teams I kind of instantly thought about um, was Baltimore and San Francisco. Um, is, is, is there a perfect fit for him? I mean, obviously uh, Buffalo gets first crack. He has some history with folks there. I mean, like that's it. Yeah, and obviously he has connections there with, with Shady McCoy, and I think he's been on different staffs with some people from from Buffalo. I would think Baltimore is the best fit, just because. I mean, I, I don't. I just think Baltimore's got better organization right now, a more stable organization right now. Um, San Francisco is obviously down that list, but I would think you'd get a lot of targets. They probably have more to spend than those other two teams. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, to me, I would go to Baltimore over those, but Buffalo's a pretty good situation. You know, Watkins might not return. Both those teams certainly need them. I don't think either is going to be bottom, bottom of the bucket. You know, I mean, they should have competitive years. Right. Right. I mean, is he still, is he a difference maker? I mean, is he going to help, be a significant help to whoever he signs with? Or is he just kind of a fading guy? Um, it's hard to say because, but it wasn't long ago that I thought he was a difference maker. So yeah. I tend to lean towards he's a difference maker. But, you know, we haven't seen it of late, and we do know that people can fall off a cliff quickly. Um, but I liked him a lot. You know, I mean, I liked him a lot. The last time we really saw him healthy, more of a high-end number two than a number one, but you put him opposite mm. Sammy Watkins and bump Zay Jones down the priority list a little bit. I mean, that, that's that's pretty good group of receivers. Yeah, yep. Let's talk about you know, Baltimore. Talk a little bit about them and, and the need for Macklin. Big hit with Dennis Petta. I mean, last week injures his severely injures his hip for the third time in four years. When he was on the field, he was a really good player, wasn't he? Yeah, a quality starter, you know, a reliable guy. Um, they didn't – last year they invested in a tight end. Watson got nothing out of him. Max Williams has been somewhat – you know, certainly been disappointing. Um, so I don't know how much they were counting, counting on Pitta, but I think this is a blow to them for sure. And I feel for him because, you know, he came back so – after such a nasty hip injury – and, you know, it looked like he was all the way back and was playing quality snaps, and then this happens again. I, I guess what, you know, is beneficial if you're the Ravens is at least it's this early in the process. It's not, you know, week one and you got nowhere else to turn. Maybe you could sign a Barnage or somebody like that. But um, unfortunate story for sure. Yeah. It's kind of a, you know, large-scale guy, overachiever, Got a lot out of his career, but yeah, it, it seems like um, you know, we may perhaps seen the last of him, which is which is a sad deal. The last kind of part of news I want to talk about before we get into that AFC West is Calvin Pryor gets traded from the Jets to the Browns. We talked last week about the Browns and McCourty, and you're like any defensive backfield help they can get is a good thing in Cleveland. Does this fall under that category? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I've been really impressed with what the Browns have done and still think their secondary is horrible. So, you know, you got the cap money for these guys. They they both come in with some pedigree, um, you know, between McCourty and Pryor. See if you can resurrect them a little bit. Greg Williams um, likes to have that big safety, the downhill safety type, aggressive. Maybe he's a good fit for Pryor and his skill set. So, sure. I mean, I don't think either one of those guys are the answer, or there's many answers overall in the Browns' secondary right now. I mean, with the exception of quarterback, I would imagine that this offseason coming up will be heavy, heavy defensive back, draft, and, you know, free agency. But why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Now let's go to the AFC West. And, I mean, we go team to team, and we usually go in the order of how they finished last year, and Chiefs and Raiders are twelve and four. Chiefs won the division, got the number two seed because they beat the Raiders two times last year. A lot of people would probably say the Raiders are favorite this year. I mean, do you agree with that? I guess. I mean, 
I have a lot of respect for this organization. I love what they've built. I do believe if they would have had Carr to end last season, maybe they go to New England and win, or maybe they end up in Super Bowl champs. I mean, maybe the, the script of the playoffs last year would have been written differently. But I still have some concerns with that defense for sure. And I'm not positive that I'm not – I know this sounds crazy, and I'm not doing it to get ratings or attention, but I might pick the Chargers to win that division. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the, you, you did not make me start coughing, I swear. I wouldn't be surprised if... <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I'd knock you over there. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers finished anywhere. I, you know, last, last week when we were talking about AFC South, we are all said, hey, any one of these teams can win, any one of these teams can be in fourth place. I don't know if it's quite that drastic, but I do believe in all four AMC West teams to a degree. And I want to talk about the Chargers last, but I'm a big, I'm a big football god believer, and the football gods have been clapping on the Chargers for years and years, and maybe they're going to smile on them this year. So it's got to change sooner or later. So I wouldn't shock me, but. I mean, I think we I think we need to talk about the Raiders and the Chiefs before the Chargers. And so let's stick with the Raiders a little bit. Um, I think that if Derek Carr didn't get hurt, the AFC West class has been a lot more entertaining. Um, but I think the, I think the Patriots would have beat them by 25 points in, in the AFC title game. I think the Raiders Pittsburgh game, which what they took, which would have took place of the uh, the Steelers-Chiefs game would have been a barn burner. Yeah. Um, one of the best games I've covered recently was the Raiders when they were 7-9 in 2015. They went to Pittsburgh. I don't know if you remember that game, but Pittsburgh won 38-35, and it was a great game. Uh, Antonio Brown had 284 yards receiving. It was a great game. I, I was kind of envisioning and expecting something like that, so I think us as fans missed out on that because Derek Carr was hurt. But a thing that really disappointed me about the Raiders when Derek Carr was hurt was that they completely went to hell. Went down. They, they couldn't do anything. They, they couldn't yeah. do anything. Offense and the defense problems were shown because Derek Carr carried that team to 12 wins. And the defense was awful. And that they couldn't do anything to to help that you know the, the offense that was in their quarterback. The, the time that they played after Carr got hurt against the Colts, they were like sixty-two to twenty or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I look at Carr and I think he's on the verge of becoming a great player, and they have some several young, awesome building blocks. But I also look at the Raiders and think, I can write a script where this season isn't a positive one. You know, that maybe Lynch isn't the story and can't be a great running back after retirement. And as much as I love Cooper, I'm not quite sure that he is at the number one receiver level that some envision. And what if Carr uh, doesn't come back from injury like we expect or as soon as we expect? And the secondary isn't fixed, and they're still really bad at linebacker. And 
Um, the defense in general is a liability, and then all of a sudden the Raiders are 7-9, 8-8 again, and we're saying, boy, that was a rough year that we didn't see that coming. I just, I'm not saying I'm not predicting those things, but I don't think they're a sure thing. So the Oakland Raiders, I mean, they're a team that had a lot of breaks last year, and, you know, if those breaks don't go their way this year, they maybe they're out of the playoffs, but I'm a big believer in Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things to get behind with this team, and I think having a great offensive line is a great equalizer, too, that if something's going wrong, you can always you know, lean on those guys in protection and running the, game, running the ball. I just look at them and think, boy, they're you know, in a really hard division. Uh, it's going to be a tougher schedule. Um, is the defense improved enough? Uh, I don't know. Um, but I am a big believer in Carr, and I do think the organization has two arrows pointing up. But uh, I, I do, you do hear a lot of preseason talk that you know Oakland's going to knock off the Patriots, and you know they're the team. You know, they're going to be the, the team to um, change the balance of power in the AFC. And I think we might be getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I, I buy that. I think what people like to do is try to find. You know, first you try to find a team that hasn't made the playoffs for a while, and then you try to go to the next level, and I think the Raiders are that team, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Raiders in the, in the, in the Patriots in the AFC title game, but I don't think they're anywhere close to the Patriots, and the only way they beat the Patriots is probably at home and with a lot of breaks and a lot of Patriot injuries. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of things that can happen between now and then. But yeah, I don't think they're they or any team are in the Patriots League right now. Um, I do believe that Vegas odds um, should have them as the favorite in the West. But uh, we're going to get to the Chargers, and some of these other teams are pretty darn good too. I mean, again, I mean, are, are you comfortable with the Raiders front seven outside of Cleo Mack? No, I mean they had a they had a league low twenty five sacks last year, and eighteen of them came from Mac and right. and Urban. And, and I tell you what, and I, I say this carefully and I say this respectfully because I think Khalil Mack is a really, really, really good player. I don't think he's a great player yet. And I, I think that he may have been given that defensive player of the year award a little prematurely. He's he's really, really good, and he's. And he's what you know. He's great against the run. He's great against the pass, and he's really, really good. But he's a little inconsistent. If you take the time to look at his game logs, his he is a streaky son of a gun with the sacks, and that's what that's what brings it home. You got your pass rushers have to finish sacks, and um, he's gone stretches without sacks. He will get better. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying he's not a great player. I just don't know if he's a Hall of Fame-type guy yet. And I think a lot of people are kind of thinking that. You know, he's, yeah, I think you, know, you get a lot of, like, Mack or Miller. I think I think they're both dancers. They're both great. Miller may, Mack may be a little bit more complete, but Miller is way, 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 way more accomplished. Yeah, I think that's safe. I mean, I, I think he's one of the best defensive players in the league, but to say – Boy, you got to put this defense on your back and make them great, like Lawrence Taylor used to, or Derek Thomas. Probably isn't quite fair. Well, he didn't last year, you know. Right. The defensive player of the year winner was on an awful defense, and that's that's what kind of, and, and maybe that's unfair to him, and he's only one guy. But we've seen the really great ones kind of make up for it on defense. 
Yeah, that's right. And he has and, time. And, I, again, I, I, this is not a negative knock on him. No, I just no. think he's going to get better and better. And maybe this year we see a, a defensive player of the year worthy performance by him. And he has some, had some tricky times in his career. And yeah. I don't think the sporting cast around him is perfect by any stretch. They seem to keep ignoring the second-level linebacker situation. And, I mean, the, the secondary, they're kind of counting on some rookies. And we'll see. Yeah. Yep. Let's go to the Chiefs. Um, I think the Chiefs are just a a really well-run team from from the coaching standpoint, of course, by John Dorsey, the defensive. Excuse me, John Dorsey, the, the general manager. I think him and Andy Reid really work well together. I think ownership is sharp. They just kind of got it going on, and, and, and they and they're they're a tough team and. I don't know if they're getting going to, like you said, I don't know if they're going to be better for 2017, and but they're, they're, they're looking at 2018 and beyond with some of these moves, especially at quarterback. But I, I, I think they're tougher than people think they are. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think they're going away. You know, I mean, I think that they're extremely well coached. They have a system in place. They know who they are. But I'm a little down on them, too. Uh, you know, that's... I see some holes. You know, I, I think their O-line could use one more starter at guard. I, I think this Macklin loss is something. I mean, I don't think that's just a, something just to brush off. I, everyone knows I'm not an Alex Smith believer. Um, I think the linebacker spot next to Derek Johnson is worrisome, and he's coming off a big injury. And how about the second corner? And they play a lot of defensive backs. I, I like two or three of their defensive backs. I don't like six of their defensive backs. So I'm finding a little more negative on the AFC West than probably most people are right now. But I think you know Kansas City is going to be competitive. I just don't think that they're ready to turn the hump, you know, or to get over the hump. But you know, maybe Justin Houston returns and lights it up at an MVP type level, and that's enough. All right. Um, so would you say? I mean, they won 12 games last year. Would you think they may come down to earth a little bit and be nine games this year? Yeah, I would put their over-under at like nine and a half. Yeah. And I don't know where it is, but that's where I think yeah. it should be. So, okay. And, I mean, there are some really there are some dynamic pieces, though, there. Uh, Kelsey is really, really good. Do you think Hill, is, I mean, he came out of nowhere and was pretty dang dynamic last year and just not in the return game. Can can he be for real on offense? Yes. However, you know, I mean, we've seen a lot of those type of players, Percy Harvin, Corderell Patterson, you know, guys like that that started their career like gangbusters, and then all of a sudden they just didn't have a real defined role anymore. You know, I mean, I don't think he's ever going to be a high-volume target receiver you know i think he's going to be a big play guy obviously the special teams abilities are phenomenal um i would be wary with this macklin move i would be wary that i hope they're not saying we can structure our passing game around tyreek hill you know that i think he should really be your third guy ideally and i think kelsey can be you know close to being the foundation of it but I wish there was one more stable aspect of the receiving game and he'll be your six targets and two carries a game guy and one of them ends up being a big play. Because, I mean, 
you don't want to wear down a guy like that. Yes, right. And I don't know that he's a great route runner to you know run out routes and slant routes, you know those right. type of things over and over with either. And there's going to be a day when he loses a zip of his explosion, and then I don't know. Right, right. Well, it's interesting, and I think all of these teams are interesting. Let's move over to Denver a little bit. Um, I don't know. How, I don't know if they're a team in transition or the team that took a year break last year or the team on the rise or the dip. I don't know. Um, I mean, they still have a very strong defense, not as strong as when they won the Super Bowl. Um, questions at quarterback, new leadership in you know, with Van Johnson taking over and Joe Wood taking over when they were so what's big question mark to me. Yeah, this team, I might pick them fourth in the division. You know, that um, I love their pass defense. I love their corners. I love their secondary overall. And I love their pass rush led by Miller, which is awesome. But, you know, a, a, you know offenses figured out a way to attack this team, and that was just keep your base personnel on the field, attack so you know subpar linebackers, run up the middle, and I don't think that they're nearly as stout since losing Malik Jackson and Trevathan and those guys at those positions that you can't – teams are getting them out of their nickel and dime packages and getting – you know, making them keep their base fourth or three, four on the field. And therefore, they don't have as good of players. And I still think it's one of the better defenses in the league but I think it's a defense with somewhat of a weakness, too. And I'm, I'm not convinced that their defensive line is a lot better now than it was last year. And on offense, I think that I, I, I they went out of their way to build an offensive line, and that's great. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in Jamal Charles, but I think C.J. Anderson returns strong. But they have clearly the worst quarterback situation in the division. Mm. Clearly. Right. Uh, I... I think they're going to figure out the quarterback position. I don't know if it's going to be this year. And, hell, it might end up being Chad Kelly. Um, it might. Uh, you know, I, I'm a – I kind of – and I know you're going to pull your eyes and maybe throw your cell phone. And I'm not – I kind of like Trevor Simeon, and I know you don't. But I, he did okay last year in a tough spot, and he never he showed that it was too big for him. And – you know, we've seen a lot of young quarterbacks do a lot worse than he did. He he looks comfortable for whatever that's worth. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I think he was in a tough spot, a poor line, very little running game. Um, and, yeah, he, he looked competent. I, I just don't see a high ceiling. You know, that to me, him and Lynch are almost polar opposites where – Right. Lynch wants to go down field all the time and sling it and big arm and doesn't want to check down, and Simeon's the total opposite. And if their defense was the defense from two years ago, Simeon might get them to, you know, 12 wins by, you know, three points each win, you know, in, in, in low-scoring games. But if the defense is merely top ten and not elite – I don't. I, I think he might need more from the quarterback position than what Simeon can ever provide you. But he still might be better than Lynch. I mean, Lynch is a massive wild card right now. Now you, you've been you've been high on Lynch before. Are you getting less high on him? 
Yes and no. I mean, I heard some reports his rookie year that he was very immature. Not that he was a bad guy, but he wanted to go home and play Xbox instead of studying the tape. Or, you know, I mean, he was young and didn't put the, the time and effort in that he needed. And now you're hearing the opposite, you know, that he's really dedicating himself, growing up quickly. Um, I like his ability a lot, and I think Elway likes him a lot, which is probably most important, you know, that he handpicked him and probably sees some traits that he likes quite a bit. I mean, I don't think Elway wants a caretaker quarterback. No, no. I like I like asking these questions. I don't know if you like answering these type of questions, but who who would you take right now, Goff or Lynch? Who? Um, see, I think Goff has a chance to be good this year because I love their coaching hire, and so. That really doesn't exactly say, you know, that I'm a glowing supporter of Goff, and I didn't love him coming out of school. I think I'd rather have Goff. Yeah. But they both are far from sure things. Hello? Hello? Yep. Can you, um, if I told you, hey, Paxton Lynch, by this time next year, the Broncos are going to be completely comfortable with Paxton Lynch. Trevor Simeon's in San Francisco after a trade or whatever, and and the Broncos feel great about their quarterback spot in a year. Could you could you buy that? Yes, um, that would be a home run for them to say, boy, you know, the, he had a great year, and we feel like you know. He's a Dak Prescott-type guy, um, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I mean, I, I think if I'm a Broncos fan, I would be very happy with, okay, Lynch asserted himself as the starter, even if that's a month into the season, and progressively got better and cut down on mistakes and didn't look overwhelmed and made some big throws. You know, that, that to me would be a successful 2017 from Lynch. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Okay, let's get to the Chargers, who, again, are not far off. And if they didn't have so many injuries last year, and, I mean, they could have been in the mix in that division, maybe for a wild card. Um, there's talent on that team, isn't there? Yeah. You know, I mean,. You mentioned the football gods with Oakland. I mean, I feel like San Diego, and particularly Rivers, has been bitten by the football guards hard these last two, three years. You know, Woodhead, Keenan Allen, multiple wide receiver injuries, multiple offensive line injuries. So I think they went out of their way to say, we may not need a wide receiver, but we're going to use a sixth pick in the draft on one. And the offensive line needs a lot of work, but we drafted two guys really high, and we brought in Okun, and we have some depth there now, and we drafted this Turek guy two years ago or a year ago that hasn't seen the field. That We're going to build depth there and not put Phillip in such a terrible position when things don't go well and to, as planned, and then he ends up throwing a lot of interceptions and you know struggling some, but... Um, I think the defense is, in, is close to being in place, too. I love the two edge pass rushers. I like their corners. I think they're pretty good at linebacker. Um, they're not perfect, but they're bringing in a new system, too, and I think that could help. That 
I was really, really excited about San Diego a year ago, and they bit me, but a lot of it was injured. You know, they, they showed – I wasn't. I don't feel like I was 100% wrong on them either, though. You know, like mm-hmm. they showed that they could be a good team and then finally got overwhelmed by injuries, as has been the case the last couple of years. Um, but they're also in a new home now. They're L.A. and new coach, and, you know, but um, I'm encouraged by this team. Yeah, it's just, you know, I, I covered them for, you know, ESPN, when I covered the AFC West for a long time, and I, I know all these teams well, and the Chargers are just such a, a fascinating team, and, it, you know, they, they've, been, they've lost heartbreaking games for like six or seven years now. I mean, the ball just bounces the wrong way for them right. time after time after time, and everybody thought it was Norb Turner's fault. And then they got rid of him, and then everybody thought it was Mike McCoy's fault. And now it's Anthony Lynn, and I, I just, you know, I don't know if this guy's the right guy for him. I don't know who the right guy for them is. All I know is that they have a special quarterback who the clock is ticking on, and they have to, they have to take advantage of it. And I, I just don't know if there's enough time here. For I like the defense. I like the youth on the defense. There's some good. Weapons offensively, Gordon has taken that next step, you know, which was very important. But maybe it comes all together this year, but it kind of has to because the, the time is ticking. It is. And I always say Rivers is the most underrated player of this generation, and I'm a big fan. And um, I would love to see him get a ring because you know, I think he deserves to go into the Hall of Fame, especially if he would get a, get a ring and take this team to another level. But uh, they have been snake bitten. Um, I'm not making excuses for them. I mean, I'm not saying that they should be an elite team, but they don't need to be. T- I mean, they're better than picking third overall last year for Bosa and what six overall this year for Mike Williams. You know, they should be picking in the 20s. Yeah, well, I mean, so take advantage of that. And yeah. today, today's a bit of that Charger luck. News came out that Mike Williams. Is going to miss the rest of the off because he has a bulging disc in his back, and they're saying it's minor. And obviously, if you know, if it's just if it's a minor thing, and I, I agree, don't don't have him work out in June. But what if this is you know? I mean, like you, you've said this many times, back injuries don't go away. Yeah, right. So hearing that the top, you know, the second receiver taken in the draft has already got a this problem in his back, that sounds very charger to me. <laughs> it does. You know? Yeah. So you hate saying that. I hate to laugh. But, man, I mean, that's that's rough. You know, it's a, the last thing you want to hear. It, all of a sudden, well, it's Keenan Allen going to not come back all of a sudden and you got nothing at receiver again. I mean, like, it's just constant. But, but they have guys, Bosa and Henry and Gordon and, you know, these young dudes and Ingram and, you know, I think they have a lot of ability. And if they can make that line a little better, which I think they will, I still have extreme faith in Rivers. And especially if you give them, you know, a stable receiver that looks like they might have. And uh, I don't know. I'm always an optimist with this team, and it never turns out that way. Right. And sooner or later it's going to turn. And the, the offensive line is better. And, you know, and it's going to be interesting how they react to playing. I mean, they're playing in a soccer stadium. It's thousand people. Yeah, I mean, what's their fan base like? I mean, how how truly interested is ownership in winning? And, you know, I mean, they have some things going against them, too. Yeah. 
I mean, if, if they stumble and they they play the Raiders, uh, I think last game of the year as is the Raiders at home on New Year's Eve, and if that game means something to the Raiders, there's going to be, and it doesn't mean anything to the Chargers, there's going to be about 65,000 in their fans in that case. So, and the Chargers have dealt with that, you know, at home when they played the Raiders and the Packers and, and yeah. the Steelers the last few years. It's one of the reasons why they're not in San Diego anymore. So I think what we're saying is they're – they're due. They're due for some good, good fortune, and 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 plus they have the ability to do it. They do. I mean, I think Bosa is going to be one of the best defensive players in the league, and I love Ingram. And I've named five, six, seven guys that are young foundational players that I'm really high on. And again, they have a new coach and a new city, and you know, I mean, they're far from a sure thing, but. I do kind of feel like they're due, and I know it's a tough division, but I might take the Chargers to win this division. That'd be fascinating. I, I don't know how many people will do that. You, you do think this is a high-quality division, right? I do, and I, and I haven't said a lot of great things about the top three teams in most people's eyes, but I don't think that there's a bad team in this division, that's for sure. Um, I do think it's the best division. I think that all four of those teams – could really fight for playoff spots, you know, and if you get a couple bounces, could end up in the AFC Championship game, or maybe even better if the things bounce their way. Who knows? Um, so I think they're quality teams. I really do. I just I, I have more questions about Denver, Kansas City, and Oakland than I thought I would at this point in the season. Right. See, that's what's so fascinating is that we're saying that we think it may be the best division in football. One of the teams 18 months from removed from winning the Super Bowl. Two of the other teams are were 12-4 and four last year. The other team drafted number seven, and you think that may be the team that wins the division. Yeah, and I know it's a contrarian take. You know? no, I, mean, I think I, it's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I think my points are pretty strong for the Chargers, though. And there's certainly worries over those other three teams. It's not easy to stay on top. And I'm sure they'll have a little easier schedule than the other three teams. And, you know, so it is. I, I think it is a highly fascinating and a high-quality division without question. And re- really good pass rushers, you know. I mean, oh, man. You know, I mean, especially Justin Miller, Houston's back to beat himself. Bosa, Look they out. all got elite guys. I, I know Bosa wins of the year last year, so I'm not gonna, we can't say that he was underrated, but what he did after that silly holdout and then the very predictable hamstring injuries, he dominated as soon as he got on the NFL field. Yeah, and you mentioned you know you can't say he's underrated because he won defensive play, rookie of the year, but I still think he's underrated because I think he's going to be in defensive MVP conversations real soon. Right, I don't I, I, I don't – he, like, skyrocketed out, you know. He went from being, like, dominant right away and, and just, like, he looks like he's been in the league for a few years. With hardly any training camp or, you know, right. any of that kind his of stuff first, either, right. I think he got a sack on his first series. You know, what, but what, he just – he came – he was ready to go. Yeah, I, I think he's a great one. Yeah, yeah. And there's, and there's a lot of great ones, so – well, cool. Well, hey, next week we'll go head back to the NFC, and we're going to go to the East. And I think that if the AFC West isn't the best division of football, maybe the NFC East is. But I'm, I'm probably leaning AFC West. 
Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, looking at the NFC East, it wouldn't shock me if a team or two there isn't a quality team. You know, and mm-hmm. I also think we'll get to it, but I think Dallas is overrated. You know that yep. uh, where uh, I still think the AFC West is the top division in football. Right. Well, cool. Well, great. Thanks for listening, everybody. Matt, have a happy birthday. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening to No Relation NFL Podcast with Matt and Bill Williams.